Uh, the only thing I did this week in terms of new things was uh, I discovered a mocha. That's what I did. You'd, as in you'd never had one before or you're like just sauntering down the road after work like oh man today was a great day and bam there's a mocha right in your path more more like i mean that makes it sound like a pokemon but no it was more <laughs> the uh <laughs> gotta drink a off. wild mocha appeared no i learned what a mocha was and decided i liked it but uh to the negative impact of uh, of the uh, professional businessman attire i was attempting to pull off at the time oh, no. i was in a, a a business meeting with my current boss my mate my main boss seeing as you know we're working working freelance i've got many bosses big boss he is he's the big boss he's like the ultimate donkey kong on yeah. level 10 yeah yeah he's the bbeg okay yes he is and uh, we were having this meeting and discussing a new contract for the next year it was like some negotiating a little bit back and forth and i had ordered a mocha and he had his his flat white and uh, on the top of the mocha they had some little bits of like chocolate the flakes cute little cute little additions yeah, yeah absolutely did you ask her mallows which i did not which were really really nice oh. and it was only after the conclusion of this hour-long meeting I sat back oh, in my car no. and realized one of the chocolate flakes no. was like sticking to the corner of my mouth and had been since I ordered the mocha like 45 minutes before. No. Now, do you remember if at any point Big Boss was indicating to you to clean your mouth and at you misinterpreted no it? At no or, point or did he do that. Now you see, that's a, that's a slight judgment on him too then. he I mean, he should have said something. I don't know why he didn't. Yeah, you know you're in good company if, if you get told that you've got something on your face. I'm just like absolutely mortified after that. It was like you know, the whole time that was a full hour conversation. I had this bit of chocolate stuck to my face, attempting to be a serious hard driving a bargain businessman. No, no, I'm not hard driving my salary up businessman. <laughs> and <laughs> and I've got chocolate stuck in my face. He didn't say anything. Oh, I feel like an absolute idiot. Uh, he's probably going to use that as the reason to not give you a, a bump. Like I was, I thought all your points were good, but you you didn't clean your face, and that kind of unprofessionalism means that you're actually we're gonna take a cut from your pay. The other the other uh, feedback he gave me was I need to buy a better jacket. <gasps> Which well, to be fair, wow. to be fair, he has a point because the jacket I have is actually your older brother's from six years ago. <laughs> really? Yeah, I stole it, man. That won't fit at all. It's 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 way too big for me. I, yeah. And so yeah. he has he has a fair point. And as soon as he said, it, I was like, wait, what? And then I thought, well, actually, yeah, yeah, that's that's. So that's when you valid. get your, we're talking about like a jacket, jacket, like a suit jacket. No, no, it's like a Nike. It's a Nike jacket, but it's, it's so just like faded. A giant, massive raincoat. It's so worn, like yeah. you, it looks like someone has graffitied the Nike tick onto it. Yeah, no, go get yourself a new jacket. I believe in you. <laughs> just do it, as they might say. Yeah, as they said in Nazi Germany. <laughs> oh wait, no, we can't. We can't say that. We'll get demonetized. Seas operate episode one eight one. Yeah, I'm Colin, and he is James. Yeah, I ate breakfast in the last two weeks. That's my news for you guys. <laughs> great, great to to hear that, and great that you are joining us once again. Thank you uh, for sticking with Scotland's least dull podcast yeah. with the longest running season one of any yeah. entertainment podcast in the world. I hope you listened to some old shows while we were away for slightly over the planned time that we were going to be away for. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe some people might have done. I don't know. Listen to the old episodes and realise how much of a waste of time this podcast is because it is only relevant for maybe a couple of days. 
It was, I mean, that is something we have discussed in the past. Like, can we make a show which it which does have repeat value? Something timeless. We want exactly. to make something timeless. We want to be the BBC Alba of podcasts. You know, That's want not to, timeless. To, no, to show, to show the same repeats over and over again, and uh, regardless yeah, yeah. of time. Yeah, we want to have the capacity to do that. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. So, so that is something to think about because, uh, yeah, certainly it's been, what, two, two and a half weeks? It's been a wee while. It's been a little while. Yeah. But actually, you know, I need to, I was in, I was in Madrid. James was having breakfast. So come on, guys. Yeah. Give us a break. Real, real busy time. But that's actually a really fair point. I listen to a lot of podcasts and every single one of the really highly produced ones does repeats and it bothers me. I never listen to them. They'll, they'll be, they'll just introduce the show and I'll be like, oh, great, new episode. And they'll say, and today, because it's been one year since we recorded this certain just, episode, we're going to play, play it, it again for you guys. And I'm like, wait, what? Really? What? Yeah, they do. Loads of them. That's do. just late. 99 PI does. Um, the music one that I like does that I've forgotten. What, Song Exploder. Every, like, all the time. I don't think we've ever done that. No, no, no repeats. The only thing we've, we might have ever done is reused theme music. Well, we did that for two years, yeah. Which I've, which I've done maybe twice when I'm bored. That's, that's, that's not the same as repeats, though. People don't come here for, well, maybe some people do. If you come here exclusively for the theme music, please let us know. I don't know how you're going to have heard this part, but... <laughs> Someone's just same. saying, wait, wait, hold, hold on a second. They played that theme music in episode 157. Yeah. Wait, whose turn is it on the music this week? I think I think it's me. I, but I do have one spare. I think I've got a spare one. Right. It's fine. It's all good. Right. We will have played the theme music by this point. So I hope you enjoyed it. I will it. decide. You individual. It was great. I'm sure we'll all agree. It was great. Fantastic. Uh, James, a lot kind of happened in the last couple of weeks, but less has happened in the last few days, Yeah, which does seem to be the way... So we missed a relevant portion of the year, and we've come to the part where it's a bit quieter again. Yeah, but that's but that's fine, because I have a flight to catch in a few hours. <laughs> so uh, off to Crete, everybody. Smell you later. Wow, you're a cool boy. <laughs> uh, let's start with the Emmys, and it was Actually, a... Actually, that reminds me, smell you later. I, there was a real good Reddit post today. That I right. saw of someone saying that they'd found a new way to leave the room, like a, not a greeting, but the opposite. As all right, um, a, a salutation. The, I don't really know what you call it when you leave anymore. Um, <laughs> so there is a. It was on a bag of cheese. Uh, so it just, I just, they just. The picture was just stay fresh, bagged cheese. And I feel like stay fresh, bagged cheese is a good way to say goodbye to a group of people. Stay fresh, bagged cheese. Yeah. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start using that. Yeah, no, sorry, individual on Reddit who's definitely listening to the show that I haven't remembered your username to credit you for the fun joke, but I did enjoy your fun joke. Do you know what I'm? I'm gonna do actually. Actually, what I started doing because the amount of times I've uh, gone to a push pull door and got it wrong. Yeah. Is uh, when someone does get it wrong, or if I get it wrong in company, I'll say, "Man, the door says push, but I came here to pull." <laughs> That's so bad. That's <laughs> okay. so awful. Just to give you some door tips, everybody who's listening, including um, like royalty and whatnot. Right. Um, if you're approaching a door and you don't know if you should push your pull, always pull. Why? Because it's easier to transition from a pull to a push and carry on at the same pace than it is to transition from a push to a pull and Did carry Reddit on at the same pace. No, I don't remember who taught me that. Okay. Good. Uh, that's actually, that's some solid advice right there. Yeah. Okay. Let's if, you, actually... if you go for a push and it's a pull door, you stumble hard. Let's, for a third time, try to talk about the Emmys. It was the 71st Emmys at the weekend. It was a yeah. a, a British uh, home run 
a home sweep. Yeah, but also nobody watched the Emmys, so well, yeah, it was like it was like a, it was like another. It was lower than last year, which is lower than the previous year. Rah, 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 rah. Right. So th- th- there's a few. There's a couple headlines from this. Phoebe Waller Bridges Fleabag won yeah. most of the comedy awards. Yeah, and Game of Thrones is now the most successful Emmy award-winning show of all time. Yeah. After its season eight and various aspects of season eight won lots of awards, including best drama. Yeah, I feel like most of the awards it won, I understood and were okay, except that one. Right, so this this is the one I want to discuss. Why would the Emmy voters give it to Game of Thrones considering how terrible that season was. Did they... Have they already had Best Drama? Oh, yeah, they've won it in the past loads of times. Yeah. I feel like they've won it before so I can't just say it's a legacy vote but I feel like it's still a legacy vote. Like, wow, this... Like, it was a... It was a show that set milestones and rara boring, boring, boring talk. Um, And it did. It was a big show and it was impactful so they're just... It's the last season they're going to give it the award. I feel like something like Better Call Saul should have got it. Yep. Because that show is way, way better (laughs) at this point. But the only saving grace, the silver lining behind the the cloud of them winning this one award that they didn't deserve is that D&D did not win Best Writing. They did not win Best Directing. They didn't win anything that was actually just credited to them. Okay. So there we go. Because when you win Best Drama, it's like all the producers win it. That is true. Peter Dinklage won uh, Best Supporting Actor, which I am totally okay with. I feel like someone like Alfie should have won it. Really? Yeah, he wasn't... Peter didn't do great in this last season. And he's been been getting worse as the show goes on. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, because his lines are so bad. But he still delivers them well. He, He tries. Okay. He fails more recently. So Fleabag was the big winner of the night, beating Veep, who, or rather, which was expected to to win uh, the main comedy prize, seeing as it is the last season of the uh, Vice President comedy show, which I've that, never actually yeah. watched. I had neither have I. So usually it's uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus who wins the best actress in a comedy. She's won it the last six years. She's been nominated. Yeah. So she was expected to win it for a seventh time, which is a bit ridiculous, to be honest. Shows how little competition there's been. Until this year, where Phoebe Waller-Bridge's uh, originally a one-woman show, The Edinburgh Fringe, now a two-season show with 12 episodes, and she has said that it is unlikely she will ever make any more, won both Best Comedy and Best Actress in a Comedy. Yeah. And her speeches were great as well. Yeah, so now, yeah, retire the show, do something new, go out on a high. So, th- yeah, this is this is the next question. You compare it to the likes of um, Faulty Towers, right. of which there are only 12 episodes. Yeah. Is, I know the answer to this already, is there such a thing as a good show which only has such a small amount of episodes? Yeah, like Chernobyl, for example. Yeah, precisely. It also won a lot of awards. Which won awards, yeah. Not as many as I would have liked. Yeah, I prefer I prefer a show that just does what it wants to and ends. Like, I remember one of my favourite shows that came out on Netflix was Godless. Oh, that was a fantastic show. That was like six episodes of Western, and it was great. And they had a lot of issues. They had unlimited bullets in their guns, and that bothered me a lot. But, it, <laughs> but generally, the writing was amazing. So, like, when you have such a limited capacity and they actually call them limited shows right so when they are (laughs) short run and planned out well and they got a big budget for a few episodes they're going to be way better than these 20 season slowly get worse and worse slugfests of shows 
What I found really interesting is that Fleabag is originally a BBC Three show, yeah, and uh, then its second season was picked up by Amazon, and they co-financed it, co-produced it with the BBC, which meant it was eligible for the Emmys. If it had been solely a British show, i.e. the original Office or the thick of it, it wouldn't have qualified. So it's only due to its success on Amazon Prime that I actually was able to compete. Yeah. And is that, that, will that be why things like um, the Black Mirror film was allowed to be in? Yeah, because that's a a Netflix thing. It's Netflix, yeah. So like, I'm glad that all the Streaming companies pick up shows from the BBC and Channel 4 and stuff. They've been doing that for a fair while. Like, I believe Ripper Street was picked up by Amazon before it oh, got yeah. cancelled on the BBC. And loads of this is historical. And I'm glad they do it because like, it, it does give these shows a chance to get internationally recognised when they are incredible. And we do make good TV over here in, in the UK. And that has become a, very apparent with this awards season. The only thing or one final thing which irked me a little bit about Fleabag winning is that as much as I know of the show and have seen so many clips of the show, I haven't actually watched it. <laughs> you only want things that you've seen to win awards. Well, no, but it's difficult to have an opinion when you've not seen it. it's Yeah, it's hard to have an opinion, but you can also look at it as this is a very small, it was a very small production to begin with, with a, with a single person being the originator. Right. So to, to get to the top and to knock knock down a bunch of big comedy shows and, and win is pretty huge. Very true. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk uh, one piece of movie news and one trailer. This uh, We'll start with The Batman, which of course is the reboots coming in 2021, I imagine. Or, Matt or Reeves is directing. it a sequel? I don't know. Because, <laughs> because putting the in front of a film is how you make a sequel. It is, absolutely. Uh, Matt Reeves directing with Robert Pattinson taking on the role of the Cape Crusader. And this is the news that Jonah Hill is expected to play a villain and is rumoured to be the Riddler. What do we think of this, James? Oh, is it rumoured to be the Riddler? I only I only heard the, the first... Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, he's, he's going he's gonna to be a villain. That is, that's what's happening. I was expecting the Penguin, to be honest. <laughs> uh, he, might see, he might be that as well. He, he is kind of a Penguin-esque character. Yeah, he's got the funny voice. Rah, rah, rah. I... This is cool. Like when you're looking at Batman films, I just want them to not be like all the other ones, which they usually are. So <laughs> if they can find a way to make it interesting, that will be great. And I think Jonah Hill is a different feel. I I don't really think there's been a similar casting decision. Um. So and he's really he's a really good actor, and so is Pattinson. Yeah. So, um, it's, uh, like, I'm not gonna say it's 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 definitely gonna be good at this point, but it's looking like they got all the right pieces. They get an original script written by good writers. Yeah. they got good actors. Okay, I I lied when I said there was one piece of news. I'm go- actually gonna go back in time <gasps> about ten days <gasps> to the picture which James Gunn tweeted from the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, which was a poster with twenty four actor and actresses' names on it. <laughs> I know, right? with the caption. <laughs> Don't get too attached. Oh yeah. There's you know there's a few names here I fail to recognize, but let's just go over some of the bigger ones. David Dastamalshin, who you'll recognize from he plays creepy characters in every single film he's been in. Right. John Cena, yep. Jai Courtney, yep. Joel Kinnaman, yep. Sean Gunn, yep. Pete Davidson, yep. Taika Waititi, yep. uh, Tanashi Kajesi, mm-hmm. Jennifer Holland, mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi. Yeah. What? Viola Davis, mm-hmm. Idris Elba, yeah. Margot Robbie, and Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. I mean that's and that's just the people I recognize. I, I hope some of the big names get get killed in this film. That'd be great. The, the main one for me is 
Peter Capaldi. That's hilarious, yeah. That that is awesome. I'm what a, what a legend. I'm very excited for for him to to see what happens to him. Uh, hopefully, he gets more than a couple of lines. I'm a wee bit worried that they're just going to make him like stereotypical Scottish, and it's going to be a bit insulting. But it, it depends what character he's playing. He's playing stereotypical Scotman. <laughs> okay, his, his the, thing uh, is being a wee bit insulting. What I do like about this is the fact that there are so many actors in this uh, so many uh performers in here yeah that obviously some of them are just gonna have like two lines and they're and then they're gonna get killed yeah they better have because it hasn't earned the kind of avengers endgame huge cast everyone gets a lot of lines film and also They've not, you have to work towards that so if it's not just a whole bunch of people getting killed off i reckon there's gonna be two squads there's gonna be one squad that just dies in the first five minutes there's uh th- one of the quibbles one of the many quibbles with the original suicide squad was that said squad was about six people it's not really much of a squad it's just a small group i reckon six is a is a squad you can have a squad no it's not it's like a young team (laughs) suicide young team there we go i i feel like that's a riskier (laughs) film title somehow (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't back that as a marketable film title uh Hopefully it's a big squad. Hopefully it's an interesting film. Again, like because of this, the cast and because of the writing team and because of the director, it's looking a lot more promising than the previous one. But yeah, I, I would agree with that. But yeah, it's DC, so you never know. Okay, let's uh, wrap up this film section and look at the uh, one trailer from uh, this week. It is El Camino, which is the Breaking Bad spinoff coming soon to Netflix. Let's have a listen. Victims. It started when neighbors reported hearing hundreds of gunshots fired. When Albuquerque police arrived, they discovered the bodies of nine male victims, many shot multiple times. Veteran police officers calling the level of carnage, quote, staggering. Apparently, a remote-controlled machine gun was used in the killings. Investigators are searching for a person of interest who fled the scene. Anyone with information on this massacre is asked to call police immediately. So for those of you who are unable to see it that is jesse pinkman who is sitting in a car listening to a police report of what he has just escaped yeah james thoughts on this it's a it's a teaser it shows us what what it needs to hey jesse's in the film it happens directly after what happened in the show and it looks dark because it's nighttime <laughs> i don't really, it looks good it's fine it's it's a teaser we already know like when you've we got something like this a film after a TV series that was so well-known and so long, you don't really need to make a trailer for it. You can just put a character on the screen and everyone will think of all the times they saw that character on TV. So, yeah, it's a trailer. It makes me want to see the film, but that's mostly because I remember how good the show was. That's true. My question, James, before we move on is, do you think Aaron Paul, the actor who plays Jesse Pinkman, actively wanted to come back and do this, or do you think it was pushed his way and he thought yeah why not he's popular enough that he doesn't just need work right now especially with the likes of westworld coming his way and him being a huge name for that and the recurring work with things like bojack um i think they were very done with the show after its original run um if you look at the behind the scenes of the final table read for the two main guys uh they were done they were really happy with it Oh yeah, I I feel like the reason they're back is because they saw the script and they wanted to be involved with it. Okay, 
like, I think that everyone being back shows us that it's a good production, not just a money grab. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Let's talk about what we've been watching, James. I've got three movies. Which one would you like to hear about first? I'm going to give you a, a synopsis for, for each of them. Okay, here we go. Brad Pitt in space, Jennifer Lopez upside down on a pole, or a clown killing children. <laughs> I would like to hear about Ad Astra. Okay, so that's Brad Pitt in space then. Yeah. Uh, this is the movie which uh, we, we've talked about the trailer a couple of times. I went to see it at the weekend. I It was not what I expected in that... Oh, wow. I was expecting something along the lines of The Martian, in that it was going to be a, a fast-paced, quippy Hollywood movie with, you know, big set pieces and kind of bouncing from scene to scene. Right. Ad Astra is, Ad Astra is not that. It is helmed by a excellent performance by Brad Pitt, who's essentially playing... An astronaut with mental health issues. Oh. Uh, it's very similar to Apocalypse Now in that he is essentially being sent on a mission to go and hunt down his dad <laughs> in a far distant uh, galaxy, but he can't tell anybody that's what he's actually doing. Right. It is... Because it because it played out differently to how I expected, I did enjoy it, and I do enjoy the film. I wouldn't rush back and see it because it's... <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. It's enjoyable, but it's not like a whoa that blew my mind. Right. Looks great. It's absolutely stunning. Yeah. And some of the, and some of the set pieces are great. But it just didn't have that pizzazz. Yeah. It just it just lost. There was just a little bit of a disconnect for me. Right. Uh, and it is very um you know particularly towards the end. Brad Pitt's questioning his very existence, and uh, yeah, it, it goes to places that The Martian. <laughs> barely even tiptoed around yeah yeah the martian was a wee bit light on a lot of the potential topics it could have touched on well exactly whereas this just does a deep dive into a very important question about the film though yes go did they justify the car chase on the moon they did actually yeah as much as parts of it felt gratuitous and unexplained to an extent it did. It did work, and it was cl- it was clever. It was well done. Okay, so I'll give him that. Right, I'll probably watch it someday. Is yeah, I would. I would watch it just because I'd be interested to see what you think. There's a couple of uh, uh, fairly graphic moments as well. Right. I'm not. I will not spoil no. what causes it. No. But um, yeah, in space, deaths. Yeah, yeah, things happen. In these space. these things these things happen. You know, yeah. you know what happens. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, James. My last two synopses. Which one would you like to hear now? I. Give me some chat about Hustlers, please. Oh, Hustlers, right. If you are of a straight persuasion, you may have a very different view of this film because there is so many... I'm sorry, there's a lot of boobs in this film. There's oh. so many boobs in this film. Apologise again, please. Do we do we censor that word? I don't know. No, we don't. But uh, <laughs> just, just to give you a, a rundown... Hustlers is Jennifer Lopez, Constance Wu, who is phenomenal. Uh, the likes of Cardi B, Lizzo show up in it. Uh, a couple other big name actresses. And it's all about a group of strippers who decide to steal from Wall Street bankers. because. And this is set in the, uh, the economic crash in 2008 and 9. Right. It is really good fun. 
Jennifer Lopez is great. I would fully expect her to get some sort of nomination from perhaps even Screen Actors Guild. Ooh. Maybe go- the Golden Globes is a good shout for this film. <laughs> Golden Globes, eh? <laughs> okay. Uh, it is excellent from start to finish, but my goodness, like particularly the opening 20, 25 minutes is just full on, uh, full on in, in the club. Wow. And, um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a cool, a cool boy you are. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot to look at. Just say that. We'll say that. There is a lot to look at. That's the, that's the, that's the audience appeal. You got to get them in with the breasts and then make them stay for the story. And as as crassly as that was put, you are correct, and that is exactly what it does. No, it, that, is fil- a, that is a that is a marketing method for sure. Yeah, the, I mean, the film draws you in, and it's it's well acted, it's well told. I liked it a lot. Yeah, great. It's, it's, well it's, done. It sounds far better than I would expect it to. Out of the three films I saw, Hustlers was my favorite. Oh, there, there we go. It's a lot better than I would have expected. Which uh, leaves us with a clown eating children. Oh, you it, know, let's talk about chapter two. Creepy clown, underwhelming. No, sequel. Right, so again, I would have been very reluctant to see this film were it not for Eduardo. He was a big horror movie aficionado and I did not, I just do not like blood and guts when it gets, when it's real, when it looks real. Right. That's when I can't handle it. If it's over the top, you know, Quentin Tarantino, I can handle that. Right. But real stuff, so, so credit to him for that. There are some parts of this film which do work really well. As a whole... It's a little bit too long. It's well acted. Bill Hader in particular is first class. Well, Bill Hader, Emmy Award winning actor. Indeed, yeah. He won Best Actor for Barry. Yeah, twice in a row. At the weekend. He is, no, he's brilliant. <laughs> you know, it was it was fine. It's It's fine. It's nothing to write home about. It's certainly, in my view, not as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. And, ju- and it's just because the dynamics are different. You know, instead of watching, you know, six or seven kids try and kill a clown you have six or seven 42 year old uh, 40 year old adults right yeah trying to kill a clown yeah it has to feel different it can't just be a nostalgic thing and as much as now i didn't read the book so i don't know how realistic it is but i didn't like the ending i thought the ending was silly right and again other people if you've seen it chapter two feel free to disagree but i felt the way in which they won. Of course they won. Don't say, oh, spoiler. No, they... How dare you spoil the film? <sighs> of course they were going to win. I was hoping for a bleak ending. No, this... <laughs> you would be sorely disappointed, but I was disappointed with the way in which they won. I just thought it was a bit daft. They unmasked them and it was this high school janitor all along. But, uh, yeah, but essentially, yes, they did. that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, cool. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it. Like, it's it's fine. As a movie, it's fine. It was too long. It's well acted. It has a few jump scares. It, it ends with it ends with a line. Oh, guys, we need to stop doing mushrooms. And then, oh, it was a hallucination. <laughs> Some suitable moments of gore and uh, children being eaten. So yeah, yay! My favorite thing to see in films. Okay, right, James. That's that's my three. Tell me about you. I, Colin, surprise upon surprise, finished a season. Oh, Wait. hold on a second. Finish the season of an anime. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tell me which one it was this time. It is called March Comes In Like a Lion. Right. Uh, and it is about a high school boy who who plays shogi, which is like super chess. Okay. Um, and he's a pro. He's very good at it. And it's about his struggles to balance uh, his mental health with being a professional living on his own, right. um, having lost his family. Um, 
trying to make con- connect with people because he doesn't have really any connections and the, it's such a such a such a good show I, I couldn't believe it everything about it is so great uh, you'd expect the 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 bad guy to be this high school bully but there is no high school bully um he, he there is a there is a villainous character or two uh bullies or two but it's none of the standard stuff and his struggle to make friends is very uh connecting very real um his connections with there's a certain family who kind of take him in for dinner every now and then and that connection all right and the warmth of that house compared to like how uh cold and uh alone his usual apartment is um is 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 really touching i i can't really talk high, high, highly enough about the show it, it does such a good job of um portraying a character struggling through okay really dark mental health issues i have a question james have you ever seen an anime which you thought this is really terrible i tend to watch the good ones Okay. Like, hey. like genuinely do bad animes exist because yeah. every single one i've heard from you even something like attack on titan you're still kind of like eh, yeah it's all right and that's and that's the worst you've ever had is it's, yeah, like it's okay there's yeah. really bad anime yeah there's there's shows that shouldn't ever have been produced for sure i think part of it is that i watch a lot of shows not as they're coming out the only one i've seen as it's coming out is attack on titan and that's not been great so i've got enough um, time and I can ask people what shows are actually worth watching. Okay, stuff like that, and then I can bring them to to the podcast and recommend them. And genuinely, even though this is about an obscure board game or tabletop game in Japan, and it's about a high school kid, um, he he like the people that are in this show. There's someone for everyone, right? I connected with loads of the characters, and I was surprised as to the direction the story took. So eventually it starts more following him. He, he gets himself a tutor to, to follow. Okay. And the show kind of takes a turn and follows the tutor's matches instead. Um, as he challenges for the, for, for like the, the higher leagues and stuff like that. And I, yeah, it just, it just kept surprising me about how good it was. And the most anime that I've seen has surprised me at how good it was. But I've seen some terrible shows. I just haven't watched any of them recently. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I will, just for you, so you can come back and tell you about how horrible they are. But it's just like any other me- me- medium. There's terrible films, there's terrible Western TV. I just tend to avoid the terrible stuff. Fair enough. Okay, well, if you at home, dear listener, have seen or watched a film or a series, then please do give us a review. I know Peaky Blinders Season 5 finished at the weekend, so uh, I'm fully expecting people to rush in with their <laughs> views on that. Yeah. And if you do want to do so, then you can email us, seesawparade at gmail.com. Yeah, you, you may. Please do. Okay, James, time is ticking away, but we do have some... <laughs> no, how did we do that? There was no... I have no idea. There was no topics to talk about for films and TV, and yet we still took up the majority of the time with it. <laughs> okay, let's start with Donald Trump, who's allegedly asked the Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky to investigate Joe Biden yeah. and his son. Now, Joe Biden, of course, is the expected to be the uh, Democratic presidential candidate. Yeah. Uh, so this is a whistleblower who came forward and said on a phone call in July, Trump reportedly asked uh, President Zelensky eight times to dig into Joe Biden's background. Now, of course, this is being... Uh, 
torn back and uh, t- pulled back and fro from did it happen? Oh, it didn't happen. This yeah. is what was said. No, that's not what was said. Uh, James, thoughts on this? I mean, do we do we believe Trump did this? Yeah, we do. He yeah, said we he do. did. <laughs> he said he did. His chief of staff or something said, of course he did. Um, no, it wasn't chief of staff. Someone in the in the administration said, well, of course we asked about about Biden. Who wouldn't? Um, the whistleblower is believable. All whistleblowers should be should be believed. It is un- it's unreal that the media is able to turn this into a well. Maybe they didn't directly ask for for, for like hold any funds back until he did. It wasn't like a quid pro quo situation. It was just asking. Just asking is impeachable. Just asking is treason. It doesn't matter if you're getting any like if you're bribing them or anything. Asking is bad. Trump said he did it. Get him out. But I don't. I don't understand though because these things have happened before, where he's done something which is impeachable or certainly is yep. is serious enough to be taken to a higher level, yep. and nothing happens. Uh, it's hard to impeach the president when when most of Congress is, are cowards. All of the all of the Republican Party are cowards and just support Trump and prop him up. Some like half the Democrats are cowards and just don't want to try for impeachment yet because it might harm the election process or something. Right. Who knows? I actually don't know. But we're seeing several people within the Republican Party now. The guy who's one of them who's running for president has said Trump committed treason. Um, we're seeing a lot of the smaller names in the Democratic Party saying that the fact that they haven't impeached him yet is embarrassing. And it could be treasonous itself, but there's a there's a there's a huge number of things that he's done that should had a should have had him out of office straight away. He should have never been able to take office when he kept all of his business running in his family. Yeah, like from day one, he has not been an acceptable person for office. But because his own party and his own um, base prop him up, he is kept on, and he keeps on doing more things and admitting to doing them. And then the then the media spins it and gets distracted. So now the media is going to get distracted because they're going to release one of the several calls that were made. And in that one call, Trump wouldn't have asked for anything in return for the investigation. Mm -hmm. And they're going to say, look, he didn't ask for anything in return. He's just saying to do it. And he's not withholding funds. He's just saying to do it. And that's not so bad. And because it's not so bad, the media will get distracted and caught up in this one aspect of it and he'll get away with it again. Let's move on. Greta Thunberg, who is the 16-year-old Swedish girl who has sailed across the Atlantic to speak to the uh, UN gathering in New York, got very angry and very emotional in a speech yesterday. James, yeah. did you see this? Uh, she's she's got an emotional in a few speeches now, and I love it. She she accused the uh, UN of a betrayal. Yeah, and uh, said the young people will never forgive them yeah. for caring more about money than people. And I thought. Great, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Say it to their faces. I'm glad someone can. But my question is, you know, I'm watching this and I'm thinking if these were the old white guy sitting in the audience, they're just going to think, oh. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that a wee shame? So so her her message is basically, stop praising me. Stop saying I'm inspiring. And stop calling young people inspiring and giving them all the praise and then doing nothing. And then everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, that's an inspiring message. Wow, I'm really touched by that message. And nothing's going to happen anyway. Okay, sticking with America. This is a story which I am unsure why it's so small, because I'm only seeing it on Reuters. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is the news that a drone strike yeah. from the States killed 30 farm workers in Afghanistan. So yeah, Injured 40 more. It was intended to hit uh, an IS hideout, but it killed 30 civilians who were resting after a day's work yeah. in the fields. That's Yeah, I'm horrendous. sure they definitely had a different target. It definitely was an accident, because that somehow makes it better. If it was an accident that they killed 30 civilians and injured 40 more. So, James, why is this buried in a news agency's website as opposed to all over the world right Because now? Western media doesn't want to tell us that we're the bad guys, because we won't believe them even if they do tell us. We have killed thousands of innocents in our wars over there and the wars that were not justified at all and in doing so we have created terrorists who we now point to and say now the war is justified look you're you're being terrorists we're the terrorists imagine if afghanistan had some drones flying over the uk that every now and then killed a group of civilians what would we call that Oh, be like, that's an act of war. It's terrorism. It's state terrorism. Yeah, it's an act of war. But when we do it, it's like, uh, casualties. Sorry, lads. It was an accident. Yeah. Like, we're terrorists. Everyone who, who supports the government of the US in this war, which we are doing by not telling them to stop it, are terrorists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the UK administration, terrorists. The American administration, terrorists. Great, wonderful. What are we going to do? Nothing. They're all going to get away with war crimes forever because that's just how things work. Okay, James, time is continuing to tick down, but by the time you, dear listener, listen to this, the Supreme Court in London will have decided whether or not Boris Johnson was acting lawfully. Sorry. Boris Johnson was acting lawfully when he prorogued parliament a few weeks ago mm. um judgment's expected at half past 10 that's in about half an hour's time <sighs> Do, is this gonna affect anything that happens in life they'll just no so what's gonna happen is they'll they'll stick with the scottish court's decision because it was illegal what they did because they lied about their motivations uh, and they've got the the whatsapp messages to prove it because <laughs> who doesn't delete their whatsapp messages um <laughs> Uh, but then, in a week's time, they'll prorogue it again. That'll be it. Okay. We've got a couple of bits of news from last week, which we ought to have talked about. The first one being the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, whose approval ratings are slipping uh, by the minute here as he's operating. The anti-Trudeau campaign is just getting gifts. It's, uh, this was after it emerged that Justin Trudeau, in his 20s and late 20s, had uh, dressed in brownface at a party, an Arabian-themed party, and then he came out and said he couldn't actually say how many times he did it. There was at least three occasions, (laughs) which is pretty horrendous. I'm going to read that as he's lost count. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. James, uh, two, two questions here. Should Trudeau have actively come out and said this himself before it was whistleblown and secondly does it really matter uh i i I reckon they were doing the usual trying to hope that nobody found out until he was already out of yep leadering um they should just say beforehand hey i used to be a, a bit more actively racist and now i'm not please forgive me but they don't that's not what people say they don't say i've made mistakes in the past they just try and hide the mistakes they've made in the past does it make him a terrible person today because he did this in the past? Probably no, it doesn't. And he's apologized. Should we all accept the apology? 
I can't say I'm a white boy, right? I don't know if the apology was enough. It's up to it's up to the people that are actually um, insulted and hurt by this that to decide if the apology was actually genuine enough. So, my because my question, the second one, is because, and here's a, a cease operate revelation for you. Right. In the mid '90s, I was blacked up as Ainsley Harriet. <laughs> And danced on stage to Sex Bomb oh, in my local drama Christmas show. Wait, you, so your teachers blacked you, blackfaced you? Teacher, teachers gave me blackface, yes. Not like southern blackface, the super awful blackface, but more like a, a British kind. Southern southern blackface. Is yeah, I, well, I was I was meant to be Ainsley Harriet, so yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, so it's, you it's should, pretty horrendous. Uh, yeah, that's but, something to look back to and be sorry that it ever happened. And the teachers should. I, had, should I was at in this primary point. three. I had no control yeah, you, over you that. Had I was no control. You got you Beverly got... Starsted. Yeah, but why but did you do that? There are plenty of people that say it's 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 okay to do it in this day. They say that blackface isn't insulting. Rah, rah, rah. It's not. Up well, they're wrong. For us whiteies to decide what's insulting, it's not up for us to decide what's unacceptable. If if blackface is said to be unacceptable, it's unacceptable. We have to accept that. And if, we can, if you want to discuss it, sure. But don't tell me it's acceptable. And people are doing it. Trudeau's, Trudeau did it and everyone's like, yeah, but he didn't mean any harm by it. He, didn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't actively being a racist. Well, you can have fine intentions and still do horrible things. <laughs> Very true. Okay, lastly, James, because time is gone. The news that David David Cameron, who has uh, reappeared in the headlines promoting his new book, I know, right? first of all he slagged off Boris Johnson and Michael Gove, and you're saying, okay, this is great, but yeah, you're like, about four years too late for this. He should have done it when it wasn't profitable for him to do it. Absolutely, and then he said that he had suggested to Buckingham Palace that the Queen should raise an eyebrow even a quarter of an inch yeah. at the prospect of Scotland becoming independent. First of all, that turn of phrase is bizarre, but also that then came out and Buckingham Palace said that they were displeased with Davy C's comments. Well, yeah, absolutely they should be. They should be displeased that he asked her to do it, though. <laughs> like... She's supposed to not be political, not be used as a token for any political debate. And yet they asked her to do it. And and people are displeased that we found out that they asked her. No, be displeased that she had to that she got asked to bend the rules and that she did. Oh, she did, yeah. They, and they it doesn't matter if she only bent the rules a quarter of an inch. Ooh, it's terrible. <laughs> like she's got significant power over people's minds in the UK because we are all just servants and baptized into it from birth how important the royals are (laughs) like we are we are all manipulated from the get-go that these people actually know stuff and actually matter they don't but we're (laughs) manipulated to believe it and therefore her saying be careful about the decisions you make for you i don't remember what her words were exactly think carefully about your future I was yeah, she said that to, to someone in Balmoral and then that became the Queen's comment on the India. Yeah, so one, a bit ominous, thank you Queen, that's not a quarter an inch at all um, but it's just, you can't say that and, and not expect to be influencing most of the people in Scotland who are all very suggestible to royal royalty. Okay, James, time yeah. is up, how do people get in touch well, if I they want to do I so? I got a follow up to that complaint, Colin. Oh really? Because it's one thing to use the Queen and to bend the rules that way, which is awful. But if they were willing to ask the Queen to do it, right? The government approached the Queen yes. to do a thing that isn't okay, 
How much do you bet that they were approaching every single person they could? That they are allowed to suggest that they raise a quarter of an inch out of their eyebrow, right? Oh, I'm sure so they would have been approaching every single celebrity they could, every single business person they could to say, please, oh, yeah. please just don't tell them it was us that was asking. And that shady stuff is out. Get that out. That's shady. If you're going to ask someone to make a public statement, ask them publicly. You tell them, James. <laughs> right. Okay. Time yeah, is up. Yeah, they're definitely listening to us. How do people get in touch if they wish to do so? Uh, please, uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, email us at seesawparade at gmail.com. You can let us know things that you've watched or, or listened to or read. Or if you have a super long disagreement with us, please email it to us because it is good to learn. Absolutely. Uh, tweet us if you've got a shorter disagreement at Seesaw Parade, and you can Snapchat, specifically Colin, at Seesaw Parade. You do whatever you want on Snapchat. He's got no rules. No no okay. rules. Thanks, James. The only rule is no rules. Okay, I'm off to Crete now. See you later. Right. Bye. Right. Cheerio, cheerio, Colin. Uh, goodbye, listeners. And um, please, 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 goodbye, David Cameron. <laughs>